welcome back to the summer series. Um, we're going to be talking about sophomore year in this episode. So we brought in expert Daphne Wolf, who is the career educator for fine arts and communication here at Texas State. And so, and, and really get kind of her ideas of how to build your college resume your sophomore year. So Daphne, welcome to A Walk Across Texas State again. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about, you know, like my experience in my sophomore year and what I was doing in college to kind of build my college resume, but also what students now should be doing to kind of get a handle on what their future holds, yeah. right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, I guess to kick things off, I'd love to know what you remember about sophomore year and your your own personal experience and kind of some of the things that helped set you up kind of after. Yeah. So I went to Texas A&M University, um, and so I remember about my sophomore year was I was just, like, very involved in the college experience. I felt mm -hmm. like that was the year that I could say, yeah, I was involved in student organizations. I had a part-time job. I was going to classes that I sort of liked. <laughs> um, I had just changed my major and was trying to figure out if this was even a major I really liked. Mm. Um, so in that year, my freshman year, I changed from a econ major to a political science major. Mm. And so I started taking, change. yeah, it was, it was totally different for me. I don't even remember why I necessarily changed my major. Um, otherwise, other besides like I didn't really like econ that much. Mm -hmm. I wasn't very good at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. You know, I, I, that was not my cup of tea. And so I switched over. I really liked history. I really liked politics at the time. And um, I thought it would be really fun to learn. And so throughout that year, I was really involved in an extended orientation program at a and called Fish Camp. That's where I made all of my friends. So yeah. these are the friends I still have today, like six years later. Um, I live with one of them. One of them is my roommates. I'm still best friends with another one. Um, so it's really, it was a time that I was building my community and mm -hmm. like the community mm -hmm. that's lasted me this long, right? Yeah. So on that personal level, um, it was really great. But also I was learning like how important time management skills was at that time. Yeah. I was working probably, I was scheduled like 18 hours a week at Starbucks where I had a part-time job, but I was working, like ended up picking up shifts to, and ended up being at like 25 to 30 hours a oh week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And because of difference. that, yeah, it was a <laughs> huge difference. And because of that, I wasn't like exactly focused on school as much. And I learned that lesson the hard way, yeah. right? Where I wasn't getting the right grades. I wasn't doing that well in my classes. And so I had to make a switch in that year. I had to learn how to study. I had to learn how to say, I need to spend this amount of time in the library. Um, while I was getting the experience of working in food service, working in mm -hmm. a fast-paced environment and all those things. And I would stay, still say today, like, Starbucks was the most uh, educational part-time job I've ever had. Yeah. Right? Um, and I've had, I've had a few others, and I never learned more than I did at that job. Yeah. Um, and if you can learn how to deal with people before the coffee... You can, <laughs> you can handle any situation, I promise you. Yeah. So um, that was that was kind of what was going on in my sophomore year. Um, and I think all of that kind of contributed to the rest of my college career is I, in my junior and senior year, I learned how to, you know, actually apply that studying into my upper level classes, right? Yeah. I was really getting into my heavy writing classes and my heavy research classes. Um, and the student organizations I was involved in 
led me to get the internship that led me to go to grad school and get a degree in higher education. Yeah. So while it wasn't intentional that I like the the organizations that I was in in my sophomore year ended up leading me to the career path I was in. Yeah. I did not know that was the path I was going to take. Yeah. Um, but looking back on it, I was just enjoying my time in college. And that's like my biggest piece of advice for your sophomore years. Enjoy your time in college. Do the things that you want to do and learn and, you know, find passion in and then run with that your junior and senior year. Because those are the opportunities that are going to, that you're excited about, that you're going to find more opportunities because of. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of, that's my advice, you know, truly for your sophomore year is to dive in. Dive in. Yeah. Get involved. Um, just curious, what was kind of the the student org that set you up for that longer yeah. path, I guess? Yeah. So um, at Fish Camp or at AM, there is a extended orientation program. It's very similar to um, Cat Camp here. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's called Fish Camp. And so we help um, transition first-year college students into Texas A&M. We have a lot of traditions and things like that, very (laughs) similar to here at Texas State. Um, And so we have like a three-day camp um, out in East Texas where we teach students all these traditions and do um, all these games and kind of community building things. And Wait, 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 wait. Is the camp not at? No. No. They they take you off campus? Yeah, Yeah. we go to Palestine, Texas. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. I I, I want to mention for all our listeners here, I'm the only non-Aggie in this room right now. (laughs) So I just feel like I need to be the voice of reason on some of this stuff. (laughs) No, that's very fair. Very fair. Field trip. Yeah, we take them away from campus to teach them about campus, you know? Yeah, okay. Um, No, but it it was a great time, and I ended up being involved in that student org for three years. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I was a part of the crew camp. Um, and so we kind of helped with logistics and things like that. And so being so involved in that, that just led me um, to saying, you know what, like, I, you know, don't want to go to grad school for political science. I want to go to grad school to keep doing organizations like this that's made such an impact on my college career mm-hmm. and my college experience. Um, I learned more leadership skills. I learned more um, maybe my faculty would be really, <laughs> really sad that I'm saying this, um, you know, really more life skills and more communication skills from those organizations than I ever did in a classroom in yeah. a group project yeah. um, because I cared about it, right? Yeah, yeah. And that level of care and passion that I had for my student orgs was not was very different than the passion that I had for learning history and yeah. um, things about politics, right? Um, and so that was just a different experience for me. And so I got to a point in my junior year where I was like, you know, I don't want to do this long term. Like, I don't want to be a political scientist. I don't want to do these research papers. I do want to work with college students. Yeah. Like, I want to be in this environment. I find it really energizing and refreshing. Um, and one of my friends was like, you can do that for a job. You know? yeah. <laughs> was like, he was like, look around. Like, all of our advisors, all of our staff members, your academic yeah. advisor that you're super close with, all these people. They, they do this kind of work. And I was like, how do Daily. I get there? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it kind of helped you. For one, it exposed you to a totally different field that you weren't aware of. Right. Um, but it also connected you with people that could give you that advice if you wanted to pursue that career path. So, yeah. yeah so it sounded like sophomore year was super big into just exposing you to what's out there, but then also helping you build skills that you probably leveraged – 
to get into grad school and then leveraged with employers for them to pick you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And working, you know, having the experience of such a large scale event like Fish Camp. Yeah. When I, when I was entering into grad school, I was like, yeah, I've can help manage an event of 3,000 people or 1,000 people yeah. because I've already done that. Yeah. Um, and so those were, those were really hard selling points for me oh. in grad school when I was looking at assistantships and things like that and, and how to get funding, how to get paid to go to grad school. Um, and so that was, that was a huge game changer for me. Yeah. I want to hear more about part-time jobs and kind of why you think those are so beneficial um, because we know that some students, they may not have as much time to get involved into student orgs because they are having to work so much to to finance their way through school. So tell me more about Starbucks and kind of the impact that had moving forward. Yeah. And I, I love what you said about like, you know, maybe you don't have time to be traditionally involved in a student organization, right? Um, that that is completely okay and like when i talk about involvement with like the students i advise i'm not talking about only student orgs or only Mm -hmm. volunteer opportunities involvement is also these part-time jobs right yeah Yeah. um and so i love to just mention that and what i learned from starbucks um truly was like how do i work for someone else i know that that sounds like really baseline but it was something that i hadn't I had an experience before. This was my first part-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd done volunteer. I'd done student orgs in high school and things like that. But I hadn't had to answer to somebody. I hadn't had to be, like, held accountable for, for something that I was doing, right? Um, and so that was, like, that was kind of a shift for me. And it was also just an environment that I really liked. So that's my advice for, like, people who are looking for, for jobs off campus is, like, I loved Starbucks before I worked there. And I wanted to be in that environment. And I loved, you know, the interactions that they had with their customers and things like that. And so that was the culture that I wanted to enter into, right? Um, And that was why I worked so much, right? I liked being there. Um, I had a good time when I was there. It was stressful. It was crazy. But I had my regulars that I had built relationships with. And and that was also part of it was like, I loved the people that I was serving. They were so fun. and I got to expand, like, kind of my network within the community. Like, I knew people, I knew about doctor's offices in College Station, or I knew about veterinarians in College Station because I served them. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so that was really cool. Um, so, like, put yourself in an environment, if you can, that is going to be beneficial to you as well as giving you money outside of that, right? Because yeah. that was, I mean, that was, I was making my rent i was making my gas money that was that was why i was working i was i was hustling out there for my livelihood yeah and that was great and all but like i also got other beneficial things outside of it um thinking about like what i took from the job that i was able to translate into other environments right thinking about taking this and getting a internship Mm -hmm. um with a&m's career center I, you know, was comfortable talking to all kinds of people. That was something that I got really good at. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I love this kind of coffee. Like, I love this, you know, this is my favorite flavor. Even if it wasn't, it was just like, a, <laughs> you know, like it was just kind of like a shared connection that I could like yeah. help utilize to like either diffuse situations, make somebody's like um, weight feel a little less long if like we had, you know, had a uh-huh. long line, which we always did. Um, yeah. 
And so I was like, oh my gosh, chai tea is like my favorite, right? Um, and it is, you know, it's a good, it's a good flavor, but like, <laughs> but like you Daphne know, he just like, told everyone that every, <laughs> hopefully you waited like, until yeah, yeah. a few people cycled through. Yeah, so for not sure. Everyone heard you. It was, but you know, when like people are like hovering when they're waiting yeah, for their coffee, yeah. I'm like, oh, which one is yeah. yours? And they're like, oh, the chai tea latte. And I'm like, oh, I love chai tea, you know, <laughs> um, it's so good. And so we start talking, you know, and I could, uh, you know, it was like kind of an opportunity where I was um just making up you know things to talk about and, and the, making a shared experience with somebody and that could be something that is as simple as a coffee cup it could be the shirt that they're wearing it could be that they go to A&M it could be that they went to Texas State right mm -hmm. um it's just kind of a, a way that I could build a connection really quickly with someone mm -hmm. and maybe like have a conversation that would make their day you yeah. know and that was and that was something that I was able to take and bring into the career center where I was interacting with all these diverse students, engineering students, you know, business school students, uh, liberal arts students that all are coming to this place that seems kind of scary from the outside. Mm -hmm. You know, getting a job and and you know, getting your resume reviewed and doing all these things is is really intimidating. It takes you know, it's a big step to even start thinking about your future. Yeah. And so you know, being able to just approach the conversation from a little more human standpoint um, was really helpful for me to to say, yeah, I can interact with all these students. I can interact with these uh, professional staff members. I could, you know, just just make a connection with someone. Mm -hmm. And that was something that they really appreciated and has helped serve me in my role with advising. It's helped me um, throughout my grad program and just like, just a good people skill in general. Yeah. yeah. So as we're thinking about building out uh, a sophomore's resume, right? Yeah. And getting that experience that they need to kind of fill it out. You know, a lot of folks might say, or a lot of students might say, you know, I don't want to be a barista the rest of my life, right? Yeah, so why would sure. I go work at Starbucks? Because I'm not going to get any relevant experience for, you know, say if I want to be a doctor or mm -hmm. a career advisor. Can you talk a little bit about how you translated that experience, um, you know, and put it on a resume a little bit? Not line for line, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. some of those skills that students might not think they're getting in these part-time jobs that they actually are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will, I'll give another example that's, that's outside of Starbucks as well is, um, like I can talk about Starbucks first. Um, so Starbucks, particularly when I was writing my resume, everybody knows what a Starbucks barista does. They hand mm -hmm. you your coffee, they yeah. make your coffee, they'll get you your, your scones, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, I, I knew what they did. And that's not what we're looking for on our resumes. Right, yeah. You know, we want to learn like what you learned. So how I kind of displayed that was, you know, I made individualized connections with many, many customers day mm -hmm. in, day out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. And that wasn't just serving them coffee. That was asking them about their day. That was, you know, a shared connection. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so that's what I put on my resume. I was like individualized customers, uh, coffee experience. Yeah. Right. Getting coffee is a big part of people's day. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a very important part. It's a very yeah. important part. Uh, you know, I got coffee sitting in front of me right yeah. now. Um, and so thinking through that experience, thinking about how critical is this in people's day and having a bad coffee experience is the worst, yeah. right? And so thinking about like, how was I making each interaction I had unique and special? And then utilizing that. And that doesn't just go for a Starbucks barista role, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think the same thing translates mm -hmm. to, I also held an office receptionist job um, mm -hmm. in the uh, VP of IT uh, AM. And I had to learn how every single person in that office liked 
their messages to be delivered to them. I had mm-hmm. to think about, um, oh, this guy doesn't like paper clips. Um, it's a really small <laughs> thing, but like to him, it yeah. was he was like, it's I important. don't, I don't want, I don't want paper clips to be put on my documents. I'll lose them. He was like, I want staples only. Right? These are really small examples I of just him. how yeah. I was individualizing each one of these. Um, individualizing how I was delivering information to each one of these people, right? And without me in the office or without my other coworkers who were receptionists, that office would have been a mess. Paper clips everywhere. Paper clips everywhere. Um, (laughs) Lost documents. Lost documents. Like, Greg's like, I know there's like one more more page to this. (laughs) 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 Um, But so like thinking about you know, almost if you like removed yourself from the situation, yeah. how would the office or how would that environment mm-hmm. function without you? Mm-hmm. How critical is your is your role? And if it was gone, what what would be the things that were missing? Yeah. And so those were like types of things that I, I talked about. You know, I was um, I don't want to use individualize, individualize, but, you know, I made each person I knew how the the office functioned and the knowledge in the context of the office was important for me to translate and how I learned that information. Mm-hmm. So for me, I learned that information by literal literal flashcards of the organization chart and like mm-hmm. trying to figure mm-hmm. out who was under who, who needed supervision, right? But then the small interactions I had with people when, you know, somebody was like, I don't like paper clips or I don't like um, things just being left on my desk. I was like, okay, so I need to know when they come into the office, I need to hand them this this group of paper, right? Um, and so thinking through the the small elements that I did to make me stand out as an employee mm-hmm. was what I tried to focus on in my resumes. Yeah, that makes sense. It's It's all about conveying the pertinent skills that's going to help you in any career or that specific path that you're trying to go down exactly. even though you're you're maybe not going to serve coffee in that role exactly you know? that, and it, that even if sense. you go and be a doctor right like oh yeah knowing how people want to deli- like information delivered is huge super important right? yeah communicating with people understanding what their experience is that little bit of empathy that i learned throughout you know giving people coffee and knowing how I wanted to be treated when they were receiving their coffee, but also yeah. how to give them, you know, have a great day, you know, and how to, how to make their day a little bit better. Yeah. That's translatable to any job. You're always going to be working with people, even if you're just, you know, on a computer coding all day long. Right. Yeah. Um, there's going to be an element of people to every job that you'll ever have. And so learning those kinds of skills is always going to be translatable. Makes sense. So for, just a quick thing about internships because you you did mention internships earlier and about how kind of what you did sophomore year prepared for that that's a big thing that i think sometimes students don't realize until it's a little bit late in their sophomore year is that you can get an internship after your sophomore year but you usually have to look for it before that spring semester Mm -hmm. Um, any tips for preparing for that internship for sophomores yeah um so a few tips i would have is like Number one, um, always, always, always come visit your career center. Like, come visit your career advisors. This is a shameless plug for us. Um, <laughs> but, like, you are never, you should never feel alone in that process. Mm-hmm. You should never, like, if you have questions about the steps on how to get there, there are people here to help you with that, right? And I wish I had known that before um, when I was in college and, like, getting to that internship step. Um, so another step that I would say is 
think about what you're currently involved with and think about how there are opportunities to maybe get more involved, right? Or even just say, stay after when you have a guest presenter at a student org, right? Mm. Talk to them. That is building your network. That is a huge piece of what your sophomore year, because you never know what that person who came to your student org does, what kind of opportunities they have if you don't ask, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so that's something that I think is huge in this this stage of your college career is building out that network. Mm -hmm. And network may sound like a scary, scary word, right? It's like, oh, that seems like a very adult thing, right? But it's just making connections. You could just call them friends, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Truthfully, yeah, um, it's the same same sort of thing. And thinking about um, where are you and where do you see opportunities that you're not taking advantage of right now, mm-hmm. um, and that is like a good first place to start. Um, and then if you're not seeing any opportunities that are in your your current vicinity, right? Maybe you're living in San Marcos and you're saying, ah, you know, all of the internships that I may want are in Austin or in San Antonio, right? Um, then we need to start, you know, taking the steps to start looking for those that are in the area that you want to be in or mm-hmm. that you have interest in. And I also want to say, like, not every internship experience is going to be the best internship experience. However, I always say, like, there's no bad internship. Like, it's an experience that you learn from and you grow from. And that should, if it, if you do those two things in your internship, it was a good one. Yeah. Um, and if you had bad elements to it or things that you didn't like about it, now you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know I've heard from students when they do an internship that they didn't like. Sometimes it feels like a failed internship. Yeah. But I, I feel like that is maybe the most helpful because you have learned what you thought you liked that you actually really did not, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and then it's before you're in a full-time employment capacity where it's a lot more... Um, well, not difficult. I mean, you can, of course, right. move from jobs, but it's just a little bit lower of a commitment level. Yes. Well, thanks, Daphne. Really appreciate kind of learning more about what sophomores should do. I know you touched a lot on getting involved with student orgs, but also really kind of sinking in with your part-time job, too. If you've never had one, consider getting one. And being on the lookout for internships, because that is something you can do after your sophomore year. So... You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, all And hopefully this was helpful for some folks. Yeah. A Walk Across Texas State is hosted by Tori Graham. Zachary Webb is our producer and editor. Music by Richard Hall. For free resources and additional information about our services, head over to careerservices.txstate.edu and follow us on social media at txstcareers. Don't forget to like and subscribe to hear new episodes every other Tuesday each semester. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.